So glad you're in the house and welcome all those watching online as well. Thank you for watching. If you are ever in our area, it'll be a great time to come and be our guest in person. It's one thing to watch online, but it's on a whole nother level to be in the house. Today, we enjoyed you. I invite you to come in and be our, our guest today. Now, today we're going to continue our series called De-Stress. We're tackling things that have a, taken away the, the joy and peace and strength out of our life and causing us to live our life full of stress. And so we're learning that God has designed me to manage the stress in my life better than what I'm managing. He's teaching me how to not let stress be a ruler in my life, but I'm called to have dominion over the things of the world, and I'm called to have dominion over stress in my life. Listen, stress is not going to lead your life. You've been giving an attitude and a spirit of an overcomer, and if you don't hear anything else today, I want you to walk in confidence that God is going to see you through and that God is going to allow you to take control of the things that are fighting for your joy, fighting for your mind, fighting for your peace and your joy, and God is going to give you a courageous spirit today. Now, did you know there is a war for your mind, your heart, and your spirit. There's a war. There's a war for your life. Maybe you didn't know that. Some of you think my life doesn't mean much, but Jesus warned us in John 10, 10. He says, the thief comes, that's our enemy, comes only to steal and kill and destroy. That's his plan. In the red, that's his plan. But God's got a different plan. Jesus said, I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. So if you don't know this, the enemy has a plan to kill, to steal, and destroy your life. The enemy has a plan to come in. He wants to take a spiritual battle, and he wants to strip your spiritual confidence. He wants to take and kill your joy. He wants to kill your God-given purpose. He wants to kill your influence. He wants to kill your God-given destiny. He wants to kill your peace. He wants to kill your confidence. But how many know that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world? And so today, we want you to understand there is a battle in your life. The enemy is trying to kill and steal and destroy from your life. But Jesus says, that's not going to happen. I've got a different plan. And my plan is this. I've come that you can have life and you can have life to the fullest. God has got a beautiful life that he wants to unfold for you. He is writing a different ending to your story than what you could ever imagine. He's got a different outcome than what you can see right now. He sees your pain. He sees your tears. But he's got a different outcome waiting for you. So we've been attacking this whole series, things that steal our joy, that steal our, our peace and bring anxiety in our life. Today, let's talk about insecurity. Let's talk about insecurity. Let's look at the definition of insecurity according to online dictionary. Insecurity is uncertainty or anxiety about oneself. That word anxiety just keeps popping up this whole, this whole series, doesn't it? You see, if you're insecure, you'll have a lot of anxiety about oneself and you have a lack 
listen, you shouldn't have this, but we do. We, if you're having insecurity, you have a lack of confidence. I love the way they used insecurity in the sentence here. One who's insecure, he's plagued with insecurity. That's not a good thing. Anytime you're plagued with something, that's not a good thing. That means you, you're having trouble with it, consistent trouble with it. Plague is not a good thing. So insecurity is not the way God has designed you. Jesus didn't die on the cross to set us free for you to live your life insecure. He didn't come to give you the fullness of God's power, the fullness of the Holy Spirit, for you to be dominated with an insecure spirit. So today, I'm going to come and I'm going to challenge you to move beyond the insecurity that you're living at now and say, enough's enough. I'm tired of living insecure. That's stealing my joy. That's stealing my peace. That's stealing the things that God has for my life daily. And I'm going to learn to walk in the confidence that God has got for me. We're going to talk about getting back your confidence. I want you to get back your God-given confidence. God has given you a God-given confidence, and I want you to take that back today. I want you to get that back today. If I could go back to my 21-year-old self, and you could too, what are some things you would tell yourself? Besides telling myself to invest heavy in Apple stock, I would tell myself that there's some things you need to know. Some of the things are what I talked about last week. I wish I'd have learned a long time ago that more doesn't mean I'll be more happy. Having more things doesn't mean I believe that life. The more I had, the more happier I would be. That's not true. It's not true. And I would, I would really tell myself, stop being so insecure. Stop Always comparing yourself with everybody else, living this insecure life, walk in the fullness of the blessing and confidence that God has for your life. Stop it. Listen, young adults, stop being so insecure. Quit believing the lie of what you see on social media. Everybody's life is not better than yours. They spend all day filtering that picture just to make you think they're doing better than you, but they're going home to a, to a household of problems because they're more insecure than you. That's why they're trying to convince all of us their life is perfect. I know I'm preaching to somebody today. All right. Stop being so insecure. Stop listening to the lies of your critics. Stop listening to the lies of Satan. You are enough. God has said, you are enough. So I want you to walk with confidence because my God goes with me today. I want you to walk with confidence today. If you're constantly feeling like you're not enough for others, for God, then why would God want me and why would I ever expect God to use me when nobody else believes in me? When nobody else really likes me, when nobody else really wants me, when nobody else thinks I'm enough, why would I think, Pastor, that God would think that? See, we're attacking these thoughts. 
and you have lived dominated by insecurity long enough. And I'm here to declare over your mind today, over your spirit today, that God has got a God-given confidence that he wants you to walk in. Stop living your life full of insecurities. Stop walking around insecure all the time. No, walk with your head held high. Walk with your shoulders up knowing you're a king's kid, that you belong to one who was greater than he that is in the world. I belong to my father. That means I'm born of a different spirit. Remember Joshua? I mean, think about a guy who really had the excuse to be insecure. It's Joshua. God said, I want you to follow up the goat. Who's the goat? Moses! I mean, Moses, if not the greatest leader of all time, one of the greatest leaders in the history of mankind. In a time without social media and news outlets, he led over a million people out of Pharaoh and out of Egypt in bondage as slaves. He did what God asked him to do. God took his power and and Moses went and stood toe to toe with Pharaoh, remember that? And God's power showed up, the plague showed up, and finally, uh, Pharaoh says, go, take your people and leave Egypt, get out of here, leave the palace, take them away from here. And he led over a million people as slaves out of Egypt and to 40 years of wandering through the desert and finally got them to the edge of the promised land. I mean, what an awesome, when it comes to leaders, I mean, Moses was, was high. He was high, high, high leader. And then God tells Joshua, I want you to follow up. Moses, you're taking over for Moses. I'd have been like, what? God, you must have picked the wrong person. God, you must have made a mistake. Why don't you pick Aaron? Aaron, he's more spiritually mature than me. Why are you picking me, God? And look at this conversation. I like this conversation because, you know, one of the things I love watching is I love watching the pep talks and the pregame talks these coaches give to the teams. Or when they're down at halftime, they go in and give these great speeches. Sometimes they make it on, on, you know, on video and we see them later and go, wow, I, I want to get up and just run through a brick wall for this guy. He is so inspiring. He, his words really inspire the team. This is what God was doing to Joshua. He got gets Joshua and gives him this, this pep talk. And look what he says to him. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses, aid, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot. As I promised Moses, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to your right or to your left, that you may be successful wherever you go. And from the great river of Euphrates to the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, the goat, I added the goat. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave nor forsake you. Be what? Let's say it out loud. Be strong and courageous. One more time. Be 
strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. Now, I want you to understand something. God wants you to be strong and courageous. God wants you to be walking full of courage. Anytime he calls you, he wants you to walk in courage. He wants you to walk strong. He does not want you walking dominated by your insecurities. He doesn't want you to do that. Why? Because there's a different spirit that lives inside of you if you belong to God. If you have surrendered your heart to Jesus, you are born of a new spirit. You've been given a new creation, and that's the creation of what? I'm more than an overcomer. Through God, all things are possible. God is with me the whole way. And so there's a different spirit. It's almost like with a slap in God's face when I walk around insecure. Listen, get past your Barney Five syndrome. Come on now. Get past it. God's given you a different spirit. And I have half these people saying, Who are, who's Barney Five, Pastor? Ask your grandma and grandpa. They'll tell you. All right. So this happens. I want you to write this down. How do we do this? Number one, write this down. Remind yourself, God chose me. Hear me today. God chose you and God chose me. He chose you. How did, no, that's not true. Listen, it is true. Parents can't call you. Parents, hear me today. You can't call your children. Your job is to tell them God's got a call on your life. God's got a purpose for your life. And my job as a parent is to help you pull that out of you. My job as a parent is not to call them to be what I want them to be. My job as a parent is to understand and help them see that God has got a plan. Let's discover this awesome plan that God has for your life. And you help them cultivate that out. But God, parents can't call you. I've seen that happen way too much, and it never goes good. Never ends well. It never, it never ends well when a parent calls a child. But when God calls them and they discover who God's called them to be, it always seems like they walk in their God-given destiny and blessing. God is calling us. Look at Jeremiah 1 and 5. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. God has a God-given purpose for your life. Rest in that. Remind yourself that God chose me. Pastor, I don't get it. What are you saying? All right, let's just say this. Stop auditioning for a part you've already been given. You've been up here singing a long time, and God hit his buzzer a long time ago, turned his seat around, and says, I want you on my team. He chose you. He picked you. He chose you in your mother's womb. He has a God-given purpose. I was born as an accident. There are no accidents when God gets involved. And God looks at you and says, I'm going to take something that maybe was not planned, but I'm going to use it to unfold my plan which is greater. He says, I've seen you, I knew you, I called you. I'm called on my good days and I'm called on my bad days. See, we all feel called on our good days. It's the bad days we have a hard time believing. It's the bad days that give me insecurity. Well, 
I'm not really worthy. God has a divine purpose for your life. And number two, remind yourself of this. God is with me. Remind yourself, God is with me. God is not leaving you. Stop treating God like a deadbeat dad. Just because your dad left or because your dad didn't show up, God said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And you don't have to fear that he's not going to show up. You don't have to fear that he's going to reject you. But he's the one who will always be waiting for you. He'll be the one who always affirms you. He'll be the one who says, that's my son. That's my daughter with whom I am well pleased. Come on, child. Let's go. He is not leaving you. Get over that insecurity. He's not leaving you because you had a bad day. He's not leaving you because you messed up. He's not leaving you because you blew it. He's not leaving you because you ran from him. He is the God who says, I am a faithful father. The enemy wants you to feel alone. And if my mind tells me I'm feeling alone, then I must be alone. If my mind tells me I must be alone, then I must be alone. Can I tell you something? Some of you need to take your mind and go see Maury. And have it tested. And when the results come back, they say, Tim, your mind said you are alone. But that was a lie. Some of you say, I don't know who the father is. Well, Maury's got the results right here. Aaron, we tested it out. And God is your father. And he's not leaving you. Some of you need to give with confidence. Quit believing the lie that everybody else is telling you and your mind is trying to dominate you. You are not alone. God is with you. He is a father who is not leaving you or abandoning you. He is with you all the way through. Pastor, I just don't know. Well, if God is with me, then why do I feel alone? Can I ask you this? Have you ever had your children walk to the store for the first time? Or maybe walk home from school for the first time? And did they really go alone? Or did you as a parent secretly Stay back and watch them the whole way there and the way all the way home. They didn't know you were watching. They didn't know you were just down the block in your car watching the whole way. They felt like they were alone, but they were really not alone. You were watching. Why? Because even though we wanted them to go, we're, we're there. Mom was there. Dad was there, and we were watching to make sure they were okay. I want you to know that sometimes God's going to teach you how to stand on your own two feet. But just because you're standing on your own two feet doesn't mean he is not there. He is with you. He's not leaving you. Quit allowing your mind to lie to you. You are not alone. And may I say this, that when you feel alone, I believe in my whole heart, when I feel alone, God is never closer than when I feel alone. Because the Bible even says that God draws near to the brokenhearted. God draws near to me in my time of trouble. And even though I feel alone, I'm not alone. The Bible is very clear that we are not alone. God is with me. 
He's teaching me how to stand in my time of trouble. See, this is the great news. See, God sees things differently than we do. God has an understanding of things differently than we do. Joshua 1, 5, look what it says. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never, I will never, let's say it together. I will never leave you nor forsake you. You are not alone. Don't get that. And the reason why I know this is this. This is the problem. We look at our timeline and we are limited on our timeline view. I can only see right now my present and I look back and see my past and my present, but I don't see my future. But this is the great news about God is he has a 360 view of my life. He doesn't just see my past. He doesn't just see my present, but he also has the ability to see my future. He doesn't just see my hurt. He doesn't just see my present pain, but he sees me healed in Jesus' name. He doesn't just see my failure. He doesn't just see me in my guilt, but he sees me having a testimony where I overcame some things in my life. So that's why God can be chill at times. That's why God can sit back and say, you've already got this. You've already, you've already, all right. you're all right. I know you think you're not, but you're all right. Why? Because he has the ability to read the end of my story. He sees what God is going to do in my life, and he already sees me healed. He already sees me testifying of the goodness of God. He already sees me surviving. He already sees me walking with a powerful testimony of how God healed my broken, crushed heart, how God took my messed up life, how God took all the rejection in my life, how God took all the abuse in my life, how God took all the disappointment in my life, and he turned it around for his good, and now I'm helping children, now I'm helping others, now I'm ministering to co-workers, now I'm sharing the goodness of God to others, and God has completely healed my life. He sees where you've been, he sees where you're at, and he sees where you're going. My feelings say, I'm alone, but his word trumps my feelings. And can I just tell you something? I've already read the end of the book. Can I give you a secret, church? We win. We win. If you don't give up, you win. We're already victorious. He's already defeated the enemy in our life. All I've got to do is walk with my father, talk with my father. He's already, it's a fixed fight. The fight's already fixed. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. He said that surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. So even though my enemy's right there, I walk up to the table in the presence of my enemy and I can have dinner, I can have coffee, and I can sit there in the presence of my enemy. Why? Because right behind me is surely not surely, but surely goodness and mercy are following me all the days of my life. It don't matter. It don't matter about the haters. I don't have to be insecure about people who lie. I don't have to be insecure about people who spread rumors. I don't have to be insecure about people who talk about me. I don't have to be insecure about people who don't like me. Why? Because I've already been chosen and God is with me. Walk in confidence. Isaiah 41.10 don't be afraid. 
That's what he said. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged. Come on, quit allowing a discouraged spirit to hang around. Don't be discouraged. I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. That's what it says, Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So we say with what? One more time. We say with confidence. The Lord is my helper. So I'll have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Quit letting mere people steal your security. Quit letting mere people steal your confidence. Quit letting mere people keep you depressed. Quit letting mere people take from you what God has already given you as yours. Walk in your God-given confidence. Confidence, confidence. And number three, remind yourself, God will do it for me. God will do it for me. Remind yourself now. How do I do that, Pastor? Well, start inviting now. Even when you're a little bit insecure, yeah. Start inviting now. Start serving now. Start encouraging now. Start helping now. Start giving now. Start telling people your testimony now. Start declaring, thus says God's word, now. Start fighting back now. Start believing now. Start forgiving those that have hurt you now. Now is the time. God will honor your steps of faith. We just read it. Verse 3, it's Joshua 1. Let's read it again. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Remember, he doesn't give me every place I want to go. He doesn't give me every place I intend to go. But he gives me every place I take a step, step of faith. It requires me to take a step now. So I see my past, and it's not good. So it's caused my present not to be great. But I take a step of faith saying, I don't know when I'll get to that place yet. I don't know when I'll get free. I don't know when it becomes a testimony. I don't know when I'm healed. I don't know when I'm completely delivered. I don't know when this all happens, but I'm taking a step there anyway. I'm going to serve God with everything I've got. I'm going to give to God what I have now. God, I thank you that I'm taking steps. And as I take a step, the Bible says God honors that faith of step of faith. Take it, step of faith. Deuteronomy 24. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory. And the last thing I want you to write down today, number four, remind yourself to go with confidence. Go with confidence. Joshua 1, 9 now, let's look what he said. Remember, first of all, he's suggesting. Now he says this. Have I not commanded you? Think God's trying to get our attention? Have I not commanded you? Let's say it together. Be strong and courageous. One more time. Be strong and courageous. Come on, say it louder than that. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. 
for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. He says, have I not commanded you? Do you understand? He's just not suggesting this. He's not saying, I want you to think about this. He's like, I have commanded you. Be strong. Why? Because he's already seen the end of your story. He's already seen that you win. So be strong now. You win. Be strong and fight now. He is with you. Be strong right now. Don't let your insecurities drive you crazy and keep you out of the race that God wants you to run. Run now. Serve now. Give now. Come on, help now. Tell people now about Jesus. Don't let the enemy take, because of insecurity, take away your testimony. I want you to understand that God has commanded us to be strong and courageous. God has commanded us to be strong and courageous. So as you stand on your feet, I want you to say this with me out loud. Let's say it together. I want you to say, I'm getting my courage back. Are you ready to say it? Come on, let's say it together. I'm getting my courage back. One more time. I'm getting my courage back. I want you to say it as loud as you can. Come on, say it. I'm getting my courage back. One more time. I'm getting my courage back. One more time. I'm getting my courage back. With your hands up, say, I'm getting my courage back. Come on, declare it. I'm giving my courage back. Come on, I'm getting my courage back. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, this morning, if you're here, say, Pastor, I needed to hear this message. I need to get my courage back. I needed to quit letting my insecurities dominate my mind. And I needed God to bring this message to me because I need to walk full of courage. If God has been speaking to you, can you just let me know? Say, that was me. That was me today. I thank your hands going up. Keep those hands up. If you raised your hand, come on. Someone go put a hand on the shoulder. If somebody's got a hand in your section or your row in front of you, behind you, next to you, put a hand on their shoulder right now and say, God, I declare they're getting their courage back in Jesus' name. Make sure everybody with a hand up is getting touched. There you go. Yeah, make sure someone's touching them right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we declare you're getting your courage back. Insecurity must go. Insecurities must go in Jesus' name. God, you're giving them courage. You're giving them courage. You're giving them courage and strength and boldness. Father, in Jesus' name.